0: Yeah, Cameras.
1: Nice. I know. I don't know which one I'm looking at. Know,
0: this one. It's so much action. Ladies and gentlemen, surprise! For those uh, watching on YouTube, Jerry's in New York, guys. I'm here. It's lovely.
1: I'm, I'll be doing some pre and post game work, and it worked out perfect to come in here and record. This is right after we just finished uh, a series with the Fills, and right yeah. before the Braves, which is normally. I would be on one camera in my office at home, and instead I'm on 45 sitting <laughs> next to these two beautiful jacks <laughs> in my life.
0: Yeah, Jerry's in the stew. He's got some SNY stuff. We're happy to have him here for your latest episode of Shea Station where we get to talk about a very special series win. Uh, a lot of hot topics in this one, a lot of fun ones for those that hot follow the streets. us on Twitter. This is a crazy weekend. A lot of, <laughs> of, of, of chatter. Uh, but the Mets won another series. They've won seven series out of seven. It's the first time in franchise history that they've done that. So we're talking about like all-time Mets teams now. Yeah, in that I mean, territory.
1: We've we've. I think the rest of the the baseball world is in on the Mets now. Yeah, because it does feel different. We taught. We've been talking about it for a while, and we've been a little bit hesitant to anoint this team a different feel because it's so early like 40 games we talked about 40 games is like the the quarter mark pretty much and so that's when you can start thinking about things historically but there's a lot of things that have happened this early season that feel different for the Mets it feels like this team is headed in a proper direction it just it has a different feel it feels like a winner
0: yeah I like the 40 game benchmark you brought because there's a lot of like Stats fluctuate. A lot of guys get off to hot starts. I think 40 games is where you kind of feel things settling in. We're at 23 right now, and we faced a Phillies team that, won, uh, swept the Rockies in four games. They put up more than five runs in all of those games. I think it was something like close to 30 runs in that four-game set. And we came in, uh, and we no-hit them in the first game. A huge game for the Mets. Uh, Tyler McGill started game one here. Uh, Had another great start. He had already faced this Phillies lineup, and we talk a lot about how if you face the same guys again in close proximity to that original start, things can get a little hairy. Instead, he turns up five no-hit innings. He walks three, five strikeouts on 93 pitches. He's now up to 10 and two-thirds scoreless innings versus Philly this year. And this Phillies lineup, if you go top to bottom and you look at those OPSs and those batting averages, that's a pretty damn good lineup there. That's already taken shape. Uh, What else we got here? McNeil broke the ice with a two-run single in the fifth. Pete Alonso broke a 40 at-bat home run draft with his fourth of the year. That was kind of shocking. Did that, you know, how, that long it,
1: how long it's how long it been? Yeah. Yeah, it was a little shocking, but he crushed that. He's been swinging the, the bat pretty well. He had a little bit of a lull. Yeah. But this is what you get when a, when you have a home run hitter. You get those streaks.
0: And this was the only home run in the entire series, too, wow. which I found pretty interesting. From the Mets side. Yeah, from the Mets <laughs> side. Man. Not from the Phillies side. That's what they do. Uh, we talked a lot about the Mets bullpen kind of struggling early in the year. They have really settled into a groove, and it was on high display in this game. Our guy, Drew Smith first ever friend of the pod through a 29 pitch hitless inning came back out
1: after a long layoff a long too. Long that was layoff. a long I think they long put up home like half
0: three runs in that inning or something yep came back out got JT Ruomuto on a strikeout kind of paved the way for Joe Joey Rodriguez to have a clean inning that set things up for Seth Lugo he took over in the eighth got a nice pop out to end that frame and then Edwin Diaz came in and I think personally that was the best inning of Edwin Diaz we've seen in a Mets uniform
1: I think so. We can get into it a little bit later because this is, or we can do it now, this is the Mets' second no-hitter in franchise history, and the only pitcher that knew about it and felt it in that moment was Edwin Diaz. He understood the ramifications of what he was doing out there, and in that high-pressure situation, he was elite. He was absolutely filthy through sliders that were nasty, painting his fastball. It was a wonderful outing. And with the with the weight of a franchise's possibility of a second no-hitter on his shoulders as a reliever, which is brand new, but he's used to it in the ninth, feeling, sure, feeling yeah. the weight of a win, um, came through. He looked great.
0: There, there were many ways that that could have gone. We've seen a lot of Edwin Diaz blunders in the past, a lot of tough losses with him on the mound. And I think that that was a, a, a turning point for Edwin Diaz with his career with the Mets. Personally, just because that was a moment that could have been blown up in so many different ways. He's facing 2-3-4 in the lineup, I think. Uh, He gets Castellanos and Real Muto and Harper, and he he looked unhittable. He looked like a top-five relief pitcher in the game in that moment.
1: I think his turnaround happened before this. I don't think that was a significant moment. I think if he gives up a hit there, or even if he blows that save, I don't think it changes the course of things, because I feel like he's already locked in as... Because he's, we've seen it early in this season where he's been making adjustments on that slider. He's been, he's been elite. He's been absolutely dominant, and I don't think one hiccup in a season is going to change that for him. Even though it was significant in the the for the franchise, yeah. um, I don't think that would have derailed him. But luckily, we don't have to talk about it that way because he's still locked in.
0: I think of it as like maybe the climax of everything. I think the, a, a culmination point in Edwin Diaz.
1: I mean. I like that you feel that way and you can, and it was a thing, but I just don't feel the impact or significance Mm. of it, especially this early in the season for a reliever. We're looking for the end of the season kind of run, but for me, this was just like a a continuation of uh, a fantastic season for for Edwin Diaz.
0: Should we talk about the Kono hitter?
1: Uh, let's save it for after. Let's okay. go. We'll move on to game two. Take so over. we're here in game two. This is the 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 middle game. This is a uh, this was a tough one. This was the return of Taiwan Walker to the rotation. This was the anticipated return. He looked awesome in he his did. first outing. He had two dominant innings. That splitty was spectacular. Um, and then David Peterson filled in admirably, admirably for him. Looked really good. So there was some pressure on Taiwan because they they brought him back quick. Hmm. He hasn't gone more than two uh, two innings yet. Uh, he ended up going five, gave up no runs, two walks, only one strikeout through seventy three pitches. Five shutout innings coming off the DL or IL. Uh, he looked fantastic. So I was excited to see him, and he looked sharp. Um, that was the the biggest thing. He's like, man, uh, they they moved Peterson down. Was he is he going to fill in admirably? Right. He uh, he looked good. He looked he looked back. So Taiwan was back. Uh, The Mets get on the board first uh, against uh, Kyle Gibson. He had a throwing error, and they cashed in on an unearned run. That was nice. Uh, And then Trevor May comes in, lets up a leadoff double, but Mm. escapes the jam thanks to a heads-up play by Lindor doing his magic at shortstop. Uh, And then the Phils breakthrough uh, against uh, Adovino came in. looked shaky. Kyle Schwarber, after shutting him down the entire first series, kind of broke out again yeah uh, he had a huge two-run home run and then Odouble Herrera had an RBI double for three runs uh, a three run seventh off Ottavin Sean Reed Foley came in gave up a home run uh, had one of the scariest moments when you're a pitcher out there yeah. you saw him injure himself um, as a as a player as a former player that's held that baseball the thought process that goes in the 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 feeling of vulnerability on that mound not knowing what to do because you know something's wrong you call the trainer out do you just walk off the field you yeah. just you just feel for him and he was it was very emotional for me for a lot of people out there watching that go down luckily it's only a partial tear of his UCL but uh he had a rough outing and then on top of that you know injury Jason um, Shreve looked amazing coming in. One in the third perfect innings with three punch outs. The guy's been incredible. Yeah, what a find. What a, what a return to the Mets uniform. He had an amazing 2020. He looks great. Uh, but the Mets offense with runners in scoring position, which they've been doing wonderfully, only go one for eight in game two, leaving 13 men on base in a quiet <sighs> loss. They had just four hits, had eight walks, couldn't capitalize. Those yeah. are the big. They had opportunities to score because they had eight walks, just couldn't punch it in. The Mets lose four to one in Game Two.
0: Yeah, you're you're gonna have games like this, and you know we we discuss that a lot. I will say, Chase and Shreve has been incredible this season. What a find on a minor league deal, by the way. Uh, and the way that I I saw Sean Reed Foley with that injury, it, it was very similar to the way I felt when we saw Trevor May in Philadelphia with that with his arm tightening on him and something popping. Possibly, I thought the worst of that. Thankfully, he's okay as well. But that's just something that when you see it, it instantly grabs your attention. And like you said, you feel for the guy because. Even if you're struggling, you don't want that to be the end result. You don't want that to be the reason for someone struggling in the first place. But. Yeah,
1: you see, you you saw him like what I saw was I saw him hurt himself, and then him try to throw another pitch yeah. and just couldn't get to it because of the pain because he knew what was going on. You you feel those these things throughout your career probably a little bit, and you're like, man, what was that? And then you throw the next pitch and it goes away, and you're just a big sigh of relief. But yeah. unfortunately for him. He tried to will himself through it and it just, you know, he, he just couldn't do it, winced off. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. Just a tough loss. Yeah. Got beat by a, a team. This happens. It's a 162 game season. Runners and scoring position was tough. That was a tough one. Yeah. Like, we're
0: going to walk a lot as a team. We already knew that. And we got eight walks in the night. We walked a lot against Gibby, had some really good at bats there. Um, But he had his stuff, you know, didn't let up a lot of hits either. The only run we got was unearned. How about this for Chase and Shreve? Though I'm just looking at his Baseball Reference now because we're talking about him. Mm-hmm. Nine innings pitched, two earned runs, two walks, four hits, 14 strikeouts. Yeah, lefties a, and righties. That yeah. split.
1: That splitty is nasty. He's real,
0: real good. So yep. we're, I'm feeling good about this Mets bullpen again. I'm I'm down to say it now. That's good. Yeah, I mean that.
1: they're they're solid. You know they're going to have to shrink down a little bit. Um, yeah. With, with the roster cut coming up, but well, that seems like Joan Lopez will be the guy to go. But they're they have depth. And they have Edwin Diaz, which always helps. They have Edwin Diaz.
0: Seth Lugo looks like he's uh, feeling confident again, which is good. Yeah, I
1: think he's building forward. Drew Smith is the guy. Drew Smith he's, is he's, the guy. He's a guy and the guy. Yeah, I think he's going to be the eighth inning guy right behind. Uh, I hope so. I think so, and he might actually come in earlier and throw the sixth, throw the seventh, something in a tight, you know, middle of their order kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. That's what move on to the the rubber match yeah I'll, the actual rubber all right
0: match. all right all right i messed it up on twitter guys my <laughs> bad rubber match is when you split the first two games and then game three is the deciding game i'm learning mm-hmm. we all are day to day mcneil climbed from eighth in the lineup to sixth in the lineup to finally third in the batting order th- in this final game so it feels like we're finally starting to recognize that jeff mcneil is back and he needs to be higher up in this lineup which i'm very happy about max scherzer got the sunday night baseball game honestly Looked really good, just had some balls go over the fence, which is kind of Max Scherzer in a nutshell, like he's going to give up home runs. That's sort of his weakness there, and I think the Phillies got to him a couple times here. He gave up three homers in the start, six innings, four in runs, still struck out nine batters. Another thing I didn't notice before that I put in the notes, Tomas Nido has caught every single Max Scherzer start. I'm sure there's a purpose there. Even though James McCann has looked pretty good, he called the no-hitter. Found that pretty interesting. Dom Smith, the day before cut day, goes four for four with the double three rbis in a run he broke that he tied the game with an rbi double broke it open with the two-run single he was integral to this met's win got great to work. start i mean we're, we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about cuts that'll come a little bit later alonzo had a nice two-run single he went oppo on that one martin mcneil punched rbis against the phillies bullpen it was just an all-around great team performance after not really getting the job done with runners in scoring position yesterday mcneil went four for five in that three hole two runs and an rbi Mets lineup went 15 for 39 and 6 for 16 with runners in scoring position. Every Mets starter recorded a hit besides Nino. And then the bullpen wrapped things up at the end. Yohan Lopez also uh, hit another batter, uh, so I guess we should talk about that a little bit as well. Sure, it was just a control thing, but, you know, we'll talk about it. Gave up the home run at the end, but shut the door on a 10-6 to win and a series win again for the Mets against the Phillies.
1: Uh, a big win. This mm. was the first one that, that felt like, you know, it was the first like real rubber match against a, a, a division rival. Mm this was a very losable game because you had max scherzer not at his best give up those three home runs and this was a team in the phillies that wanted to to prove a point yeah um and so this was the first like breath of fresh air win to win that series this was, felt like the first real challenge of our of our young season seven straight series wins that's phenomenal and yeah. this one this one was capped off with a a decisive victory in a position where they could have lost. Uh, it was a tough matchup, and the Phillies were trying to prove something offensively. Um, defensively, not great. No, Yeah, there was a, there was a ball and left. Um, we didn't get the Gary Cohen, you know, Ron Darling coverage. We had David Cohn, who's phenomenal, friend, mm-hmm. John Boy. Friend of the company. Yeah, uh, company man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed their their broadcast. I think Eduardo Perez was the one that said that ball was like a 70% Catch uh, Schwerber. Yeah, uh, I'd say like 85, 90 probably. <laughs> if you're the pitcher, and he didn't even get to it, no. and then he had to chase it down. I was
0: that was I a mean, tough one. But that's what that. they did. We saw uh, Gene Segura botch a grounder. Yeah, in game one, we saw the pop up from endora drop. Like the Phillies, the Phillies defense did make some nice plays in the yep. series. I think Alec Bohm, honestly kind of looked pretty okay. Yeah, it feels
1: like he's shaking off the the thing. The which yips, is good. Uh, which is good. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, but I mean. It's always a tough night when your best pitching staff in the league gives up six runs, but the Mets responded in kind, put up 10, uh, gave some leeway to the bullpen, which was nice. Didn't have to use any of our key guys at the end here, which was good. Yoan Lopez got another look as well, and I, it was just an all-around great series. It would, I honestly think that Game 3 was really important because... What a momentum swing if you no-hit somebody in the first game and then still go on to lose the series. I feel like that would yeah. have affected the Mets going into this Atlanta series. Again,
1: that's one of the things that feel different. The Mets didn't let that letdown yeah. affect them. That's like the World Series hangover that people talk about. Yeah, there's a there's a hangover during a season because it's you have this huge release of endorphins on a no-hitter. Guys were really excited. Then you go to the ballpark and get your butts kicked the next day. Yeah. And now you're like, oh, all right, what do we do? But these guys bounce back. They they picked up Scherzer, which is awesome to see. It's not always about dominant pitching. Sometimes you're going to have a uh, – he didn't even pitch that bad. But yeah. sometimes you're going to have uh, a rough outing, a lame duck, and then if your offense picks you up, that's beautiful because this is the beauty of the roster that they put together is sometimes you're going to have dominant pitching most of the time and you can squeak out a 2-1 to victory. Sometimes this lineup is so deep you're going to put up 10 and win a 10-6 game. Like yeah. that that's wonderful to see.
0: And I love that they put up 10 without a home run. Like obviously home runs are great and like we're going to need to start slugging a little bit more down the line, but this was a lineup effort, a yeah. cohesive lineup effort. Big series win. Kept the line moving, got I, clutch hits when we needed them.
1: I want to talk about some hit by pitches stuff. Yeah. The Lindor got plunked right in the quad again, mm-hmm. kind of an upsetting thing. Joan Lopez again comes into the game. Is he the guy? Did they do it on purpose? Is he the sheriff? It it looked like he was intending to hit Schwarber. Yeah. He missed in big time twice. There was warnings that had on both sides. The umpires were like, dude, this looks like he's throwing it on purpose. Ends up hitting Alec uh, Boehm on a splitty. In the in the ribs area yeah. and didn't get tossed because he didn't have the control and the umpires. I think rightfully so. On the broadcast, they were saying he needs to get tossed. Nah. It was an off-speed pitch. I agree with how they and there was two outs in the ninth. So you don't want to slow this game down. Let's hurt keep it going. If they have to come in cold. Yeah, too there's or... a lot of a lot of, I thought the 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 umpire crew did it right. Yeah, but Johan Lopez, you're not the guy. Don't do it. We don't. We need somebody else. If you're going to be an enforcer, we need a guy in there that can have control, that does it the first time. A guy goes down to first base, no questions asked, no thought process behind. Is he doing it on purpose? Is are they going to retaliate? Yeah. And then you get a discussion. It shouldn't be a discussion. It should be like, oh, I plunked him. No warnings issued because you don't know. It's not enough time to think about. Is he trying this? Um, so Johan Lopez, rightfully going to be the guy most likely sent. Yeah, out with the roster trimming down for sure.
0: On the harness your stuff, my friend. Yeah, I mean, like you know, he's got a lot to work on. I'm sure that he's good. He's fine. He had some nice stuff. Yeah, he had good
1: stuff. Uh, Again, just this is the thing that the Mets have been complaining about: being able to harness your stuff. Yeah, can't do it, man. This is the big leagues. Yeah. Go it, down it, there.
0: It goes both ways. Yeah. And I, I do think that um, if we do see somebody called up from AAA again, aside from Peterson, I would like to get another look at Adonis Medina. He looked really good he in the did Arizona look good. set. Yep. Uh, Lopez is the guy going down on the pitching yeah. side. We should talk about.
1: Do you want to cover it now or you want to go over the, the let's do the series recap and then talk about roster. Yeah. Let's do the the team notables, apples of our eyes. Oh, yeah.
0: And that's your favorite. You that is my that? favorite. Okay, I, I'm, I'm a fan. Great, um, great Mets notes uh, their team whip of 1.03 batting average against of 194 and on base percentage allowed of 267 are their best marks in March and April in franchise history. So this pitching wild. staff is generational among Mets teams ever the 10 po- uh, their 10.1 strikeout per nine is the second best mark only to 2021 which was 11.2 last year. Wow. So that's pretty cool. Uh, MLB fined Yohan Lopez this week. Francisco Lindor and Eduardo Escobar paid it because they're great teammates, and that's just kind of the culture lot, we're talking about they're now.
1: They're a lot more rich than Yohan Lopez. That's also true. <laughs> kind of would have been
0: a bad look if they didn't cover it.
1: Yeah, especially when he was sticking up for his team. Yeah, of
0: course. And yep. then uh, Jeff McNeil, who we love. We believed in the uh, redemption here. His three sixty one batting average, fourth in the NL, seventh in the majors. Wild. He's that's doing awesome. He looks awesome. He N- looks- Another two doubles last night, right? Yep.
1: Yeah, just, just crushing the ball all over the place beautiful
0: he could hit five home runs this year and i wouldn't care as long as he just keeps going oppo and hitting doubles in the gap i do not care all right guys before we get into all that we got to tell you about today's sponsor for shea station and that is tops once again the guys from the arizona place celebrate the start of the 2022 mlb season with the 2022 top series one baseball nft collection dropping tomorrow at 1 p.m eastern on topsnfts.com. Showcase your favorite players and teams with this fan favorite, making me laugh fan favorite set featuring both digitally reimagined tops base series collectibles as well as NFT exclusive designs. This highly anticipated release includes brand new products such as Stars of MLB Chrome Generation Now Ultra Short Print Team Cube 2.0 and a special 1987 35th anniversary motion set. Kind of wish it said 1986 for MS fans, but that's good okay. luck
1: following this face, Jack. <laughs>
0: uh Alrighty. guys that is tops nfts.com <laughs> go get started nothing the, like pushing nfts <laughs> the collection drops tomorrow at 1 p.m eastern that's the hardest ad read of all time <laughs> <laughs>
1: do you want to go first I- I- i'll go first you so go first all right this is the apple of my eye
0: <laughs>
1: beautiful uh, it's just beautiful
0: it's cool um
1: <laughs> A lot of choose from, a lot of hitters. you got Dom Smith doing great things, Jeff McNeil. But my apple of my eye is the return of Mr. Taiwan Walker. Wow. Tell me why. Taiwan Walker returned in uh, a quick turnaround from, from his IL stint. Yeah. Hadn't gotten stretched out. There was a lot of pressure on him because Peterson looked really good. There was a, an easy what's the phrase there was an easy conversation to be had where go down Hmm. have another start stretch out and they're like you know because he had such a rough ending to his season last year right i'm sure he was like i'm ready bring me back so for him to, to to kind of force the issue a little bit bring him in five really good zero earned runs given up yep you know i i would like to see his strikeout total go up um and i think it will but it was very important for him and the rotation as a whole to, to look completely healthy, minus Jacob deGrom. But for him to have that bounce back, that's why I chose him in a spot where coming off of that no-hitter, you feel a little bit of a letdown. But he looked mm. good. He looked healthy, uh, strong. I was like, man, I'm, is he wincing every throw? I was really paying attention to it, trying to see what we got. He looked great, man. I, I was excited to see.
0: I got two things for you. Yeah. One, the splitter has been great for Taiwan this season, much better than last season. Hitters are 0 for 10 against it. All five of his strikeouts have come on that splitter. Two, a little bit of Bartolo in that haircut. I see it a little bit. Do you see it at all? <laughs> I do. Like a tiny, tiny bit. <laughs> Bartolo's
1: gray. haircut is not a great haircut. I think it's great. I don't know uh, it's about. just, you know, having seen it from all angles in mm. the clubhouse and everything, the way it's just a unique shape. <laughs> Taiwan's got the more natural growth. Yeah. Um, which I love. I think eventually I hope it gets bigger. I I love, you know, I'm a big, I'm a fan of the big hair. I played with Coco Crisp in Oakland when he rocked a huge Afro. Yeah. One of my favorite things, uh, that i've ever seen it's just beautiful watching him run around then he squeezes that helmet on top of it, and it was like i was gonna out. say
0: does it hurt to get the hat on and helmet at that point it, it like, didn't
1: it was a it was an issue I, yeah. yeah it was a thing but it was worth it for me because it was beautiful <laughs> to look at this this wonderful center fielder just flapping hair around everywhere so i would love to see taiwan rock the the full afro
0: let it grow Taiwan. i'm, I'm a fan let so i
1: don't want to say you have the bartolo haircut because i like i like his haircut a i didn't mean better. it as
0: an insult i want to stress that okay good all or right that's a high compliment and,
1: and again i don't want to bury bartolo he's a, no, no he's no. a beautiful man in his own right we uh, know that
0: <laughs> we know that a lot of great offensive choices for me here we love jeff mcneil he went six for eleven two doubles three rbi that would have been an easy pick dom smith went four for four in the last game i'm also going to take a pitcher though i'm i'm a fan and i'm going to take edwin ds Diaz only threw one inning this series. Uh, I do think that it was the biggest ser- uh, biggest inning of the Mets season, personally. We're going to talk about the Kono, of course. Diaz struck out the side. His slider looked incredible. And I just think that if, the, if it was the 2019 season and we get that far, we get eight no-hit innings and we bring in 2019 Edwin Diaz, we see a very different iteration of how that game ends. But I do think that – I know you disagreed, and that's perfectly fine – I just feel like Edwin Diaz is is reaching another plane this season. I
1: don't disagree with you that he has reached another plane. I think he's vintage and maybe even better now because the ability for him to make in game in at bat adjustments pitch to pitch. Yep. We've seen him throw a bad slider, then immediately correct it or take two, you know, to, to be able to turn around. Whereas before, especially last year, he would just be like, All right, now nah, I'm just gonna throw fastballs. Yep. Um I like it. I like him, his choice. Uh, Again, he was the only one of the the combined no-hitter to understand where he was in the situation, and he faced a very daunting 3-4-5 in Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, and Nick Castellanos, and dominated them.
0: I mean, it's... Or no, did he get Real Muto? Harper. Harper. Castellanos, Real Muto.
1: Yeah, Real Muto. So he he got those three, which are... Very good hitters. This is what the the Phillies are trying to do. Yeah. And he looked unhittable.
0: I mean, I always get flashbacks when I see Diaz face Harper, because Harper took him deep last year. That was a tough series for us just in general. And I, I just think that he looked so confident. He looked so ready for the moment, like not afraid of it at all. And I, I, I just love that he is now a part of Mets history in that way. Um, so Edwin Diaz gets the apple in my eye again. Just one inning, three strikeouts, one save. Love it, but big inning for me across the whole. That's season. fine. Good. Let's let's
1: talk Kono. Do you want to get into the 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 Kono debate? I, th- I, th- I guess I think we should.
0: I don't even know if I'd call it's it not debate. a debate. I, 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 I want to hear you flesh out your whole opinion on it.
1: Okay, that's what I want. So uh, again, so somebody pointed out I I truly don't care about the historical ramifications of a combined no hitter. Mm. I think it's a a lot less of an achievement than a regular no-hitter because this is a, a starting pitcher who faces this lineup three times through, gets up and down. He knows about the sixth inning, fifth inning, that he's got a no-hitter going. The stress gets built. Everybody starts tuning in from around the country, around yep. the world into this thing, and it's like, oh, will he do it? Um, so there wasn't that buildup for me of of a pitcher doing it because even the even the – the Mets pitchers didn't know that they were throwing a no-hitter. Right. And it was just like, oh. Um, and so there wasn't that build-up for me. That being said, I really don't care, but a lot of Mets fans did. Yeah. And they voiced their opinions to me, which I love. I'm glad that they they feel that interaction necessary and they feel like that we can go back and forth. I love it. Um, they said that, it was a big moment for them. It's a, it is a moment for the franchise of the New York Mets. It's their second no-hitter. So I will give them that. It's a no-hitter for the franchise. It's a huge no-hitter for, for James McCann. It's yes. his second one. That's a big deal as a catcher because he's doing it all. And he knows that all of this is happening. Mm-hmm. So he's feeling that. Um, they You saw the one he threw with Giolito. Did, yep. did you see the, the wall? Uh, I think on the broadcast last night they showed – what he has he's going to get the home plate after this right, home stand, right, they're right, going right. to dig it up yeah. because of what he did with giolito and so he's going to get that um but for me what i think of when i think of no hitters i think of nolan ryan's seven no hitters i think of him holding up that those baseballs with zeros on them yeah and if you ask tyler mcgill hey have you ever thrown a no hitter is he gonna what is he gonna say i, I threw five ninths of was one part of one i threw fi- <laughs> i was part of one and people were like, well, you if you were pitching in that situation. I saw that reply. And, and so yeah. here's the thing. I remember in 2005, I played in Peoria, Illinois, Peoria Chiefs uh, when I was with the Cubs. I don't know who they are now, but the Peoria Chiefs were the Cubs. Um, there was a combined no-hitter. Uh, my friend Sean Gallagher, who played in the big leagues for a little bit, yeah. had an unbelievable start to the season. I think he threw like 45 innings straight to start the season as a 19-year-old kid scoreless 45 innings unbelievable Crazy. anyway so he threw a combined no hitter and uh one of my they I lived with him and another guy named Walt Nolan good friend of mine uh they had like champagne they both had the same agent uh, the agent since champagne i think he was 19 or 20 gallagher at the time okay. and he was like drinking it uh, while playing video games we we're like i was like what are you drinking good for champagne him. for <laughs> He's like, oh, we threw a no hitter. I go, what do you mean we? You know, you threw five innings or something. And then his next start, it went the same thing, and I blew it in the ninth. Ah, oh. I don't remember, so I really don't care. It okay. wasn't a thing that was like, oh, I blew his second no hitter. Uh, Would have been cool, I guess, but it didn't. Wasn't a thing to me, so I didn't care in that aspect. I care that the fans cared. Uh, clearly, the the players they charged they they rushed the field a little bit there was some like weird jumping around it was lukewarm it was lukewarm crazy, yeah. but in the post game all the pitchers lined up and answering questions was really cool yep. it meant a lot to those guys to be a part of history so i will not take away from that i will not take away the moment from the fans in the stadium because you can feel the emotion i watched some videotape so don't let just because i don't really feel right. I, I don't let me rain on your parade i'm not normally the type i just don't find the significance but uh somebody pointed out that it was like you didn't take the account of the fan Mm -hmm. and i was like yeah i did i'm a fan too i'm a fan of the game and then i was like wait a minute maybe i'm not because this team they i'm a fan of baseball and i love the mets i do because i have history with them as a player and so i don't think of the the entire history of the mets and these fans do because they're like, this is only our second no hitter. Right. And so they do see it in a bigger light. It is a bigger thing to them. And so enjoy it. Don't let, because I don't care about it as much as you do, don't let me, you know, poo poo your situation. <laughs> don't, I'll be the wet blanket. I'm not going to, I'm not going to. If we were together at the stadium, just because I don't feel the same thing, I'm not going to sit there and humbug <laughs> it. I'm going to jump around with you, and I'm yeah. going to do the, the lukewarm celebration right. on the field with everybody. I just truly don't think of it as a bigger, big enough achievement for a player. And, again, this is I, I see it now, as the fans so rightfully pointed out, this is a tough thing for me as a former player because I don't see it the way a diehard Mets fan would, and I'm willing to accept that. Yeah. Just because I view it differently than you do, don't let me, you know, ruin your
0: fun time. Have a fun time. And I, I think that's a, a good perspective. I think both perspectives are fine. I think it's it's important for a player to have that perspective because there is like the art of the game that needs to be per, like protected there. There's only one complete game this year so far. Walker Bueller. He's there's only been one across the entirety of baseball. I think the one pitcher no hitter is gonna become rarer and rarer to the point where maybe it doesn't even happen anymore. At the same time. Mets fans are used to being defensive just in general because we're constantly looked at as like a laughingstock team and like a lot of people like to discredit us and a lot of people don't believe in this hot start. Those are all fine. Those are all other opinions. At the same time, me being a Mets fan, I know that I love Johan's no-hitter. At the same time, if the replay system is installed in 2012, that no-hitter doesn't happen because that Beltron line drive down the left field line, that hits the chalk. That's a double. That's not a foul ball.
1: Did he even hit the chalk? I felt like it was like a foot in. There's a full mark. Yeah, in the chalk. yeah it, <laughs> it was. was it was a bad call. But we'll it was a it. bad call. We'll take it. But there's a bunch of those. Armando Galarraga would have a it's perfect game. The exactly. There's a, all throughout history. You could say, you know, how many of uh, Roger Clemens' twenty or Kerry Wood's twenty strikeouts were actually balls? Like, yeah. you know, eventually there's going to be robo um, so you're not going to retroactively change things. Exactly. And so, so that's fair. I see you. Continue. Sorry.
0: And no, no, that's okay. It's just I think it's uh, I think a lot of Mets fans will agree that like in terms of baseball history significance, this no hitter isn't any different from any other combined no hitter. And like when I think I can I can't tell you who threw the Seattle Mariners combined no hitter from a couple years ago. The Phillies had one. I have no idea who pitched in that game, but I'll always remember who pitched in this game. I'll tell I'm a you, Mets fan.
1: That's good, and you were it, it means something to you as a yeah. Mets fan. I I fully accept that I don't see the the significance of it but i do see that it's significant to mets fans so i yes. won't ever i didn't want to be the the wet blanket in that scenario and i won't
0: i don't think you told and i don't think Correct. You told mets fans to and not i be wasn't happy. and it, yeah.
1: and again in 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 text form when you're on twitter things come out yes. different however you want to read them so i wasn't ever raining on anybody else's parade mm-hmm. i was just saying like i don't i truly don't care yeah. but i do care that mets fans have a thing that they can be proud of. And all the fans that were at that game are going to have that ticket stub, and it's going to mean something to yeah, them. Exactly. I don't think it's as big as an accomplishment, and I don't think they do as either, that you know, you get to see a Jacob deGrom complete game no-hitter. Yeah. It would be a bigger thing because you can also attribute it to a single person. There is one. So first of all, Rob Friedman, Pitching Ninja, yep. I think he coined Kono.
0: I like it a lot. I do, too. I'm using it's a, it a thing that we could use because
1: yeah. it's not the same thing. It also signifies. Because they should be different. They, they I mean, should be different. Like, so shout out to the Pitching Ninja on, on Twitter. Um, amazing follow. Yeah, great But follow. a Kono. There is one that a fan from the West Coast on my A's days hit me up of a combined no-hitter of a Kono that is significant, and it was the post-Tyler Skaggs. no hitter that the whole team threw, and then they put the jerseys on the mound. Yeah. Got me emotional. I just got chills thinking about it. So those are moments in a franchise that I can get behind. Yes. But as a former player, it's hard for me to fully envelop into the fandom of a franchise. I respect it. I admire it. Do your thing. Um, don't take offense to me not enjoying it as much as you do because mm-hmm. I don't take offense and I don't think that you're wrong as a fan to feel. Feel however you feel, man. This is America. It's a beautiful thing. You're allowed to have your own opinions um, and don't let my opinion rain on your opinion.
0: I love that. I have a fun game for you here. Deal. Two combined no-hitters last year. Can you tell me either of the teams that no, threw them?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Nor, again, nor do I care.
0: I didn't know until I just looked right yes.
1: now. By the way, Jimmy O'Brien, our fearless leader here at John Boy, mm. John Boy himself, feels the same way I do. Of course. And, and there's going to be a bunch more of these combined no-hitters. Konos are going to be a thing. Yeah. Because it's And I feel easier. like they should
0: have their own genre. They're, I think you know? they will. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's easier. You know, there was a lot of argument. There's only been 17 in history. There's only been 17 because a starting pitcher never got pulled when they had one. Yes. before. And it's going to be a health issue now because they understand player safety and the value moving forward. If Johan Santana were in the game today, he would not have thrown that no-hitter yep. because it did derail the, his resurgence That's of his career. That's an interesting discussion it there. It did, 100%. It affected if the him. foul
0: ball is ruled fair, uh, he probably gets yanked in the 6th or 7th. Even Maybe if it doesn't. Even longer. if it yeah. doesn't.
1: Even if he's, his pitch count gets up there, you look at his career, what you need from the Mets as a whole, I think he gets pulled. Yeah, He probably doesn't feel that way because in his era – you're not. You're gonna have to fight him to get him off that field. Yeah. And I respect that. Uh, he might still be like, you're not. I'm not. You're gonna have two pitchers on this mound, and I'm gonna to have to punch my friend <laughs> because I'm not coming this out. Is my mound. But yeah. what's the right move in that sense? Because of the the Mets weren't really in anything, if right. I recall correctly, it made a moment for the Mets to rally behind, it which had, is beautiful. The
0: Baxter catch we had never had one before. But
1: if he doesn't, two outs in the ninth, and he gives up a hit, is it worth it? For his career to kind of be over yeah uh, again do what you got to do Kono's a thing it's much easier to do because the starting pitcher doesn't have to face the lineup another mm. time I threw a ton of one out or one inning without giving up a hit yeah I'm not that good like I you know I had a solid career that was my job but it's so much easier to face three four five guys and not give up a hit right than it is to do it for three you know three Anyway, it's valid. Enjoy it. It's a franchise cool mark, but to me, it's just different. Yeah. So uh, two coenos from
0: last year. Uh, Corbin Burns won eight innings. He got pulled after 115 pitches. Yet another. Hate why you
1: don't re- again? Do yeah. you don't get the Cy Young from it. Zach Wheeler should have won the Cy Young last year. That's a take, because baby. he's not coming out, man. Yeah. He's more important.
0: At the same time, do you remember that Wheeler game last year where you went the full nine, gave up like five runs in mm-hmm. the last inning? I sure do. That's what happens, baby. There's an argument to be made fun to argue <laughs> uh here's something that we're probably not going to argue about the mets have to make some cuts today yeah as do. of right now in the recording we don't know who it is because we're recording at 10:51 eastern time i think it's yeah. probably gonna get announced later um joan lopez probably out of the bullpen right? i mean that's an easy one that's he's, easy he's one. the
1: pitcher's gotta be he's he's the guy
0: he's uh he's got options stinks for him
1: but no matter what he'll he back, did no matter I what think. he did yeah that's he'll be point. back there will be there will be need for him
0: here, So, on the hitting side of things, it becomes a way, way harder So, let's debate. go over the candidates. So, you can argue that it could be Jankowski or Guillaume.
1: Absolutely could be. Jankowski was a late addition to the yep. expanded. He made the team because of the roster's expanding. Mm-hmm. He's been almost invaluable. I would be flabbergasted if he's the guy, but he's an option.
0: If Giorma goes, you don't have a backup shortstop. Correct. Your backup shortstop becomes Eduardo Escobar, who...
1: Jankowski doesn't have any options, which is the reason why the Mets got him. Correct. Yes. Luis Guillaume does have an option, yes. so he could go down, and the Mets could still hold on to him. I still don't see that as a likely scenario because he's played well, and he he's hitting really well. He's he is, and yeah. he has played multiple positions defensively. He's a glove-first guy, so yes. I don't think he is the guy either. Then it turns to JD Davis. JD Davis also has option. Yes. He so he could be moved down without getting. Uh, possibly picked up on waivers
0: then you're missing power but then you're
1: missing a power right-handed hitter off the bench that's done it before and we need that so i would be flabbergasted yet again if it's jd davis
0: so we agree that the three guys that we've just listed all do not make sense very unlikely correct that leaves dominic smith who just went four for four last night in his start and robinson cano
1: so yes these are the two guys is it going to be Robbie cano who struggled mightily um, but hasn't really had his ups and downs. Had that Oppa home run. Um, plays a solid defense. Hasn't had a, any bad, sure. really bad plays defensively. He's well liked in the clubhouse. He is making twenty million dollars this year and twenty million or forty millions left on that contract in two seasons. Yeah,
0: twenty four this million.
1: So if they release, if it's Robbie Cano, he is gone. Yes, his forty million dollars. You wear that. And he has no added value to the franchise anymore.
0: And Dom Smith has options. Dom
1: Smith has an option left. Yeah. So you could theoretically move down Dom Smith and keep him as an option, keep Robbie Cano, and let the experiment go on. So this is these are the two options for me. Yes. You cut Robbie Cano right now, end the experiment, and Dom Smith and J.D. Davis are your guys. Or... They option Dom Smith down and keep Robbie Cano and allow it to go another couple of weeks and really let him have some more at bats. And if it doesn't work in a month, bring Dom Smith back. And now Robbie Cano
0: gets released. So here's my perspective mm-hmm. it, sh- it shouldn't be Jankowski because I think that you risk hurting Nimmo or Marte by having to play them every day without a reserve outfielder. Like McNeil plays left. Sure, but I want McNeil at second base. Yeah, personally,
1: and Jekowski is he's and he's playing well. I I've played against him for a long time. Um, I didn't realize how good he was out there. He is smooth in the outfield. He's healthy. He's really good. And he's pinch ran and done. He's he flies very good fourth outfielder like ideal fourth outfielder
0: the Mets bench is so good mm-hmm. right now it has everything you need for late game additions and giving guys so off Jankowski's base. no I I would be Guarme. very disappointed if Gen- I think Jankowski, Jankowski would be gone he, he would, would he, get they, scooped they, he, up by somebody absolutely too. somebody would deservedly too yes he's played well yeah you can't yeah he plays too every, much versatility every infield position mm-hmm. and he does it well and yep. he's he's hitting well for once like we've sure kind of taken away the hitting from him in the past for like defensive substitutions he's an all-around player right now correct he is I think a complete the Mets player. would regret it if they put him down and you can't have two left-handed dhs on your bench
1: so jd davis is not the i guy don't think either. it should be jd davis i completely either. agree so we're back to the two-man race what do you think should happen
0: if any team in baseball is going to cut bait and eat that much money to make their team instantly better it would be the new york mets would it not Maybe the Dodgers. There's only two teams in baseball I can think of that make that move. And I think that it, it's tough because I know a lot of players are speaking about how much they like Cano and what he brings to the clubhouse. But his numbers on the year are he has one home run against the Diamondbacks. That was cool. He went oppo, but he's eight for 41, all singles aside from that home run, uh, just two walks. And he struck out 11 times. His OPS plus is 50 and his chase rate is the highest it's been in his entire career.
1: I understand it. Yeah. But in uh to play devil's advocate here, what has Dom Smith done besides before last night where right. he had four hits? What was his what were his numbers? They were even that worse. is
0: the other side of the, the coin here. I'm gonna pull yep. it up. Because Dom, you know, Dom had a great pinch hitting year last year, obviously a tough year overall in twenty twenty one. Uh in twenty twenty two things have been similarly uh bad for him up until last night where he really just I feel like made the decision that much harder. His opiates going into last night's game was 490 coming out it was 654. Yeah. So he really just bumped up all of the stats in one game. I mean
1: again that's a sh- such a short sample size that those four hits are significant. They're very significant. He's also so here I agree with you. I think it should be Robbie Cano. Yeah. Because if it's not Robbie Cano now, it could be in a month and now you have Dom Smith who's already was Angry to begin with because he felt slighted by the New York Mets because he's not going to get everyday playing time. Wanted to trade. Um, Didn't say it, but wanted to go play every day. Yeah, Got over it, and he looks better at the plate now. Obviously, what have you done for me lately? He had four hits. Did a good job. So if you option him down to continue this experiment in a month's time, he's going to be bitter because he's going to go to Syracuse and be angry. Or he has a chance to be bitter. I don't want to say that. Sure, He has a chance to be bitter because he's back in the minor leagues.
0: I would understand if he was.
1: Yeah, me. I think I would be. There's a reason why you get a couple of days when you get optioned down is not just logistics of getting to your place. It's because you're mentally... It's a tough you position to, to get optioned down. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. It's Dom hasn't been to, there
0: since 2018.
1: Because there's no promise that you're going to make it back. What if you get hurt? All yeah. these things when you are when you get optioned down, your dream could be over. Yes. Um. And so there's a significant weight to it. I think it should be Robbie Cano who gets cut because you don't want to continue this thought process. Yeah. So in a month you're going to have to to think about it again as Robbie Cano started to hit because if not now you bring up a guy that might be a little bit bitter. And so I think this experiment, you know, I don't know Robbie Cano. I know he has 2 PEDs. I've been hard on him in the past. I saw a flash of what he could do with that home run because he went Oppo, it looked good, but he just I don't think it's worth it yeah. at this point anymore. Or I think it's worth just cutting that forty million dollars,
0: and it's 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 just a matter of when because yeah. it's not like it ends this year. There's a whole nother year to this Cano contract. That if you're if you're settling and you're saying we're going to demote Dom and we're going to keep Cano, you're committing to two years of Cano. Otherwise, you're just delaying the inevitable.
1: Well, I feel like that's that's the thought process. Or if you're he's not here for the. He's not here for the long haul because I feel like it's just going to be if he doesn't hit there's going to be talk of this for a long time here. Yeah. Cuz he he's going to have to step up if he if he's the guy that stays, he's going to have to prove it otherwise there's going to be constant talk of, you know, Cano over 3 again today, you know, he didn't hit, he's got another couple strikeouts, Dom Smith's ready, is he the guy? There's going yeah. to be constant debate. So I think the Mets do it not just because Dom Smith had four hits last night, because they're sick of having this conversation. A weighty conversation in an otherwise almost flawless season. They the don't want thing. this kind of you know, string to possibly be pulled to separate this. So as good as Robbie Cano is in the clubhouse, so is Dom Smith. He yeah. has a history here of being a well-liked, well-productive guy. So I think they do it not just from the baseball perspective of who is going to provide more. I think it's uh, an easy choice because you just don't want this at the back of the,
0: everybody's minds when they're trying to win a World Series. So we're going to find out in about an hour or so, um, yeah. most likely. Uh, maybe the Mets will delay it a little bit longer, but who knows? Uh, and that's the current debate. Uh <laughs> it's definitely uh, interesting. I'm hoping the best for whatever happens, but the guy said yesterday that it's going to be a difficult It's dif- a tough a one. Day.
1: It's it's a tough decision. There's uh again, I've, Robbie Cano seems to be well liked by coaches, players, everybody. Um so if it's he's the guy, it just feels like that to me. It feels yeah. like he's the guy. And sometimes you have to make these decisions, you know. I've been Released and yeah. optioned down a, a million times in my career. It's
0: never fun. Happened to me a lot, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you you're relegated. La- I don't know why you're laughing. I, it's no, very that's a good for point. I, I apologize. I don't want for to be insensitive right, for your, you.
1: your, your life process. Those are my trials.
0: Um, okay. We just got the news.
1: Okay. So Yohan
0: Lopez has been optioned to AAA and today infielder Robinson Cano has been designated for assignment.
1: Wow. Live. But not live.
0: That's, that's that was the, crazy. So first of
1: all, first of all, you know, good luck to Robbie Cano. Go do your thing, whatever it is you choose to do. Congratulations to Dom Smith. Thank God. This feels like a a, a relief for him. Um, the conversation, I'm sure, will be pretty deep. I'm sure we'll hear from Buck. We'll hear yeah. from everybody involved. Um, but shout out to to Jolly and Jerry here. That's a huge. That's
0: gonna get clipped. For sure.
1: <laughs> shout out to us. <laughs> Uh, nice, I just feel like it's... Now. It's It, oh. it is. It's, it's kind of like finally... <laughs> because we love Dom and we felt like he he deserved a chance to play every day. We talked about it in our PPPs because yes. we were, I was worried. You were worried about just the at-bats not being there. Now, just play ball. Yeah. And there's still some pressure on him to produce, but... He can he can have a longer leash. There's nothing you know, looking over his shoulder constantly. He can play some baseball now.
0: Mets fans are in joyous disbelief right is now. Is everybody
1: happy? Everybody
0: is chattering. This is just it's a culture thing, I think, and I think it's a we cannot mess with the juju of this team, and we need to put the best product out there. And I think that the Mets made the right decision. It was a forty million dollar decision. So that's a tough one to make. But I mean, like we said, if you didn't do it now, you were either gonna do it later or you were going to wait two years out for cano to return to form and that just um, wasn't going to happen
1: i'm not ready to get into the where does what happens to robbie cano uh, I th- I think he talk
0: you want to you want to hear my you theory? want to, does he go to the yankees i think he goes retire to the yankees. yeah I, think okay. he goes
1: back. I mean i that's what i that's the first thing that popped into my head yeah. do they need another guy they they're, they're dominant he
0: is of the caliber of some of their reserve guys in okay. my opinion so. all right
1: they're they're they have like leading lead homers like yeah. they're doing well so yeah, i don't know um but this is a, a good moment, and it's it's a smart decision. Again, another front office decision. I'm sure Buck had a, a hand in this conversation yes. for sure, but I feel like it's the right move. It, it just takes another question mark out of the, the system, and you can just focus on baseball, and I'm sure that, was, that went into it significantly, and I'm sure that's what they told Robbie Cano, that hey man you did great for us we appreciate everything we wish you the best of luck but this is the best decision for the franchise of the new york mets in this 2022 iteration of the team i think it's the smart move nice to see the 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 smart move be had by by a team trying to win the world series i agree
0: all right hey should we look ahead let's look ahead absolutely hey i'm sure he just heard the news as well we were just talking about how's it
1: it going robbie cano 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 free agent. Heading to your Yankees. Future Yankee
0: right there. Would you bring the him Mets?
1: back? Good for the Mets. That's what we were just saying. Yeah. Would you
0: Would you bring him back?
1: No. no. I agree.
0: What do you need? Jimmy's him? out on him. No. No. Not I'm a fan. So what I'm do sure. you need? We're looking for a USB mic. Is it, this, is it this football? There's, it's right there. Hey, Kenobia. we got all sorts of guests here, guys. Oh, if you're man. not watching on YouTube, you have no idea sorry. what's going on. It's oh, it's good. okay.
1: You're it's allowed. Big news. It huge is big, news. big. Warrington? Was that bad? uh did you watch a lot of it he on? was sub sub 200 one extra base hit which was an oppo home run but he, he yeah it was rough
0: it was bad dom went four for four last night so cut right. him after that would have been bad
1: bye jimmy shout out
0: john boy you just stopped by john boy at the let's look ahead dan come come in here
1: <laughs> let me let's introduce you come here for real come here come stand by jolly if you guys are fans of this boxing is, yes this is uh the newest <laughs> addition to the john boy family dan Kenobio. Hello. Uh, a fantastic follow. I agree.
0: I move his stuff every day when we record. Well,
1: we were talking beforehand uh, about the, the boxing resurgence okay. they're having right now coming up in the world. If you're a Mets fan and you like boxing, this is the guy to follow, Dan Canobio. Handsome. Not just handsome. And if you watched our Blitzball stuff, he's and a fantastic he's left-handed pitcher.
0: 21 years old, which is crazy. Add 13 years onto that? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's more my age. He,
1: we're, we're of the same ilk. I don't know what you're right, talking Dan. about.
0: Now so, should we look in? We yes, had a lot yes, of guests. We that did a lot. A lot a just en- happened. enjoy editing that. Yeah, tougher uh, Jack. Uh, tough
1: let's luck. look, let's look ahead. We got a big brave series. We got yes. a four game series in three days. We've got a night game, doubleheader, day game, get away. So this is gonna be a lot of baseball packed in. And that's a good thing because the news that just came out, you, you just you don't have to dwell. You're just yes. going right into a, a division rival, the returning World Series defending champions
0: uh coming
1: in, and it's a good one. Yeah, so,
0: game one, I'm really looking forward to. Chris
1: Bassett coming off of uh, a, a good outing versus Max Freed, uh, Cy Young candidate. He hasn't been great, looked great his last outing. Yeah. Um, McNeil career, 7-for-20 with 4 RBI. Alonso, 4-for-18 with two homers. Freed has a 2.78 ERA and 68 innings against the Mets. And no brave starter has had more than one A.B. against Bassett. Another lovely addition to getting a guy from the American League. Kind of the
0: best part about every Bassett start is that nobody has ever And with
1: started. his with his delivery and all the, the funkiness and quirkiness that comes with him and yep. his ability to just throw any pitch at any speed at any time really helps him out. So that's game one. Uh, that's tonight. Game two, uh, game one of the doubleheader, Cookie Carrasco versus Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton struggled out of the gates. Got a seven ERA. Yeah. Um, but we're going to see uh, against Cookie Carrasco, Matt Ellison, three for four with two homers. That's scary. A small sample, but significant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got Charlie Morton has yet to reach six innings and a start, never allowing less than two earned runs. So he's struggled. They're going to need him. Um, again, he's an older guy. They won the World Series, so he pitched a lot. And broke so his foot in the World Series. Broke his foot, coming off injury, delayed spring training. So uh, he hasn't looked great, but he's got time. Yeah. Uh, and then game three, or the second game of the doubleheader, game three, we have David Peterson with his Most point. likely. That's This is me. This I is projected. But is I would be shocked This is projected because you can bring up another guy for yes. the doubleheader. Yes. Probably it's either that or a bullpen guy, most likely.
0: Medina, maybe? He might come yeah. in and be the opener. Or a little Medina in your glass. I like it. I can't help I it. I like Tone him. Loke. I like <laughs> it.
1: Uh, but it's probably going to be Peterson, yeah. yeah, to be determined, against Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright, who has been like a huge... Prospect. I was there in 2019. Yeah, he wasn't ready. He has really came came along. He's shown that he is elite. One of the first round pick. Unbelievable stuff. He's really put it together. He looks incredible. Like, um,
0: he feels. It feels like he's filling the Mike Soroka hole in that rotation.
1: Yeah, but his ceiling is even higher than I'd Soroka say so too. Yeah. Uh, he was expected to be this guy. He's a late bloomer as far as like top prospects go. Um, but he's got that great curveball, high velocity. He's yep. really started to to learn how to pitch, and he's had a long leash uh, because he's got great stuff. But he's really he's got a one point one three ERA, stellar. So, but Peterson allowed seven earned runs and four and two thirds in his lone AAA start. I really don't care about that either. Just that he's got. I think some it was length. a mental
0: thing. Uh, yeah. Plus,
1: Altitude, you know, you're whatever. Yeah, whatever the case may be. He's just going down. Yeah. Uh, that Kyle Wright that we spoke of has 34 strikeouts in 24 innings and yeah. has yet to give up a homer in 2022. And then we are at Game 4, the the last day. Tyler McGill in his 1.93 ERA against Ian Anderson, who's also struggled coming back. 4.66 ERA. Uh, again, I expect him to bounce back, especially in our division. Uh He's going to do that change-up. I like him a lot. Him and Tyler McGill, as far as mentality, mm. I think is a good comparison. Yeah. Similar age. Um, I feel like, uh, Ian Anderson's a year ahead of him as far as, you know, service time and experience, but I expect him to have a bounce back. Uh, we just got a text from Peter Moylan. (laughs) I had to, yeah. James (laughs) McCann is four for seven with a home run against Anderson. Dom Smith is three for 10 with Mm. a home run against Anderson. Glad that you put that in because it's now the 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 guy, uh, and no Braves hitter has more than three hits against McGill and Anderson does not have a scoreless start this season. It's gonna be a good series. Gonna be a good series. We're gonna see Matt Olson. Yes. Ronald Acuna just came back. We all know how good that guy is. Yeah. Uh Max Reed has looked he looked really good in his last start, a bounce back. Charlie Morton looking for that bounce back. Yeah. This is a good Braves team. They are missing Freddie Freeman. It is significant loss, but Matt Olson, you guys don't know. Uh he was on that Chris Bassett AIDS, but Matt Olson is Freddie Freeman.
0: Yeah i would say he's he's, it feels like the braves are getting a second start to their season yeah right now
1: there was a lot of there's again i don't know i i feel really heavy about them losing freddie freeman yes because he meant a lot more to their franchise than just being a great player and a former mvp world series champion he was he was in on those decisions he would have sat in on the the decision on who to cut he talks about who you're going to like what your getaway day is what hotel you're going to stay at he was in on these conversations matt olsen is an, a great player in a strictly baseball perspective i think they made the right choice we'll see if that chemistry comes together because they haven't played great mm-hmm. um but matt olsen is a great baseball player left-handed hitter you're going to see uh you're also going to see a cunha Yep, and Marcelo
0: Zuna's back. Marcelo Zuna's
1: back. We have Travis Darno is, uh, yeah. and is returning. It's always in.
0: weird facing him. I know he's played around, but I still think of him as a. You'll get mostly. to see
1: first Kenley Jansen closing out games yeah. in a Braves uniform, which is still weird to see. Is
0: Kirby Yates healthy? Actually? He is not yet. Not yet. No, okay. not yet. Cool. That's he's I don't filthy. think so.
1: Yeah, he's nasty, but Will Smith looks really good
0: for some reason. Yeah, can't uh, explain. Yeah,
1: so this is going to be a really big series. Uh, four games in three days. Yeah. Tight series. Um, this will be fun.
0: First against the Braves. Uh, you got a doubleheader here. We swept our doubleheader against the Giants. That was huge. That's day two. We have a one game tonight. No, I know. Oh, okay. the doubleheader yeah. coming yeah. the, yep. the end, next day. And uh, I need I need Cookie to bounce back. Cookie got roughed up last start. Yeah. Kind of looking for him to find it again. Tough lineup here, but uh, I think he's up to the task.
1: Austin Riley is the real deal. Dansby yeah. Swanson struggled a little bit, but it's look good. Ozzie Albies is Ozzie Albies. He's coming around a little yep. bit.
0: Tyler McGill who's my guy. He looked awesome last start. He faces the Braves for the first time this season, had some good starts against them last year as well. I'm really looking forward to game one more than any other game. Set the tone. Chris Bassett, take the mound. Max Freed has given us some trouble in the past. That's a big game for me.
1: I'm looking at uh, how they handle Matt Olson. Yep. Um, if Ronald Acuna is, I mean, he looks fully back. He stole two bases in his debut. Um, But I really want to see Cookie Carrasco. I want to see him bounce back because he didn't look bad. He got roughed up, but he didn't look bad. No, His stuff was still sharp. He was still uh, velo up, so I'd like to see him have a good bounce back against a division rival here.
0: And you have a chance here for the Mets to lose their first series of the year if they split or whatever happens here. But uh, big series against the Braves we get the again. How would Phillies that work
1: again. if they go two and two?
0: I don't know because did, they didn't lose the series, but the the streak right now is that they've won every series. Yeah, I think the let's else? just win three. Let's just win three. Make I win easy. sweep it. Don't, don't make even me think. Yeah, I know. I don't want Come to around. do that.
1: I don't know. We'll see. There's smarter people out there that are gonna yeah. they're gonna know the ins and outs of what you can talk about
0: but uh, let's, uh, let's, oh, let's let's be this up is on a big series race. let's beat up let's do it man I think that's it that was an action packed oh, episode oh my
1: gosh a good thing I had my coffee this morning in need in coffee. studio with these shiny faces yeah, I love man. it everyone's popping in yeah we got a lot of like little Kenobio got introduced I love we Kenobia. got John coming in looking for
0: microphones all over the place oh and I think that we have a sponsor to talk about oh. as well oh, we got the news live yeah well actually okay so we'll Jack, we'll we'll cut this part out. I'm gonna have to do the ad read separate, I think, because I totally what forgot is about our them. Ad read. I think we have two of them. Hey, we just, it yeah, yeah, Hi, it's me, some. Jolly.
1: What's uh What's the ad read? Uh, it is
0: drive. Roman. Ready? No, it's tops. Uh, yeah, tops. <laughs> yeah, it's tops. Tops, better. but now. All right, so I'll, I'll do this separate, cool. but we can wrap up the episode That's now. That's fine. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'll just kind of lead us in with. You got anything else? That's Go what we wish do. All right, Jer, you got anything else?
1: No man, action packed episode, action packed series coming up. We had live news that's coming out delayed for you, but live for us. We had pop ins, we had a Kono debate. This was a full episode. It's a good one,
0: one of our best of the season, I'd say. One of our
1: best. Uh, I don't know. They feel great to me. All of them. They're all. They're all uh, gems. They're all Kono's.
0: They're all (laughs) Kono's. You're that guy. He's coming around. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back on Thursday to recap the Brave series and preview what's coming up next for our Mets. I LGM. won't be in studio, but let's go Mets. Ditching me. For Jacob mm. Go buy a show station mug. On your shirt. to the ground. Sure?